I got one word to describe that football game. I got one word to describe what happened on Sunday Night Football. Yikes. <laughs> Boy, I don't even know what the hell I was watching. Oh, man. And of course I predicted a win for this game, but... Man, look. Obviously, every loss hurts in sports. Uh, you know, if you lose a nail-biter or, or, or a game that's back and forth, a shootout of any sort, anytime it's a close game, those hurt because there are always opportunities where you say, man, you could have done one or two things just to adjust and you could have won a football game. Uh, bl- blowout losses, they hurt, they hurt also because you just got kicked in the gut by, by your opponent. And that's what happened in this game. The Steelers could have easily scored 60 or 70 points if they wanted to. And, oh my gosh. I don't... Look, I love doing this podcast. I really do. Uh, but man, I, I, I hate to do these kinds of podcasts. But we've got to do it. I'm Farzine Vasugi. And thank you guys for downloading and listening to the Chiefs on Podcast. As you guys are listening through iTunes, be sure you guys do... Click the subscribe button. If you're already subscribed, great, awesome. If you're new, welcome aboard. Uh, Kind of a bad time to join because uh, this isn't going to be a fun one here. Uh, It's uh, going to be crazy. Uh, By the way, you can get involved with the show. I keep talking about interactivity with the podcast. Oh, trust me. uh, We're going to get pretty interactive on this episode. Listen, I always have a a little rundown sheet uh, just prepared uh, because I I know what I'm going to talk about. But, man... Uh, I, I didn't make one for this podcast because let's be honest, I don't have a lot to say. I have the stat sheet up in front of me. I, I'll read a couple things from the game, but I've got a. I, I'm going to be reading your guys' comments. That's what this podcast is going to be about. Because let's be honest, man, uh, when you lose like that, when you get your butt kicked on the road in front of the nation on NBC, we might as well at least try to have fun with this, shouldn't we? I mean, my favorite thing about this game was Twitter. Let's be honest. Reading all the tweets and all the smart aleck. Even I got involved in it. I mean, I just, I just said, screw it. I'll, I'll just have fun on the Facebook and Twitter pages. And the interactivity was awesome from you guys. Uh, so I do appreciate that. I think that's that's what makes this era of sports so great. Is because we're all on Twitter during the games and the comments that people drop when. They're frustrated. It, it feels nice. It it, it, it it at least makes up for the bad game in a way. With that being said, if you want to be part of the show, if you want to interact with me, facebook.com slash sportscasterfarzine. I'm going to be reading a bunch of Facebook comments. You can also follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. You can also send me a Snapchat at FarzineV, F-A-R-Z-I-N-V, and I will personally respond with a video message on snapchat okay all right let's just go in chronological order so obviously i predicted a 17-16 win for the chiefs that was my prediction and by the way big thanks to max Shepin who joined us on the podcast last week to help us break down the game uh man going into this game i thought look well, first of all, last week, right after that big win over the Jets, I said, look, great win, eight turnovers. The Chiefs have a big statement game this coming week against the Steelers. That's what I said. Because you knew this was going to be a big game. And by the way, the Steelers got shellacked the previous week, losing, I think it was 34-3 to to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, by the way, their head coach is former Chiefs offensive coordinator Doug Peterson. So couldn't Andy Reid have at least called him and been like, "Hey, buddy, we've been uh, we've been coaching together for a long time. Tell me the secret to beating this team." Maybe he did. I, I I don't know. But man, uh, the Steelers—that was their worst loss in 27 years. That was Pittsburgh's worst loss in 27 years, and they were pissed off. Uh, they they clearly came back with a vengeance in this game, and good for them. Uh, that's that's what great football teams do. When you get your butt kicked like that, how do you respond? That is how the Steelers responded 
after getting humiliated by the Eagles last week. So they took it out on the Kansas City Chiefs. So bad news for Chiefs fans there. Okay, uh, l- let's start off with the beginning of this game because the Chiefs started off with the football. I wasn't wasn't a big fan of that, but look, if you if you're going to receive on the road, you, you have a chance to silence the crowd and uh, put the crowd out of the game. And we all know Pittsburgh is a very hot environment. Uh, all the fans with the terrible towels and whatnot. Uh, I thought the Chiefs had a chance to strike first. They have back to back first downs. On the first two plays through the air. They're passing the football on the Steelers defense. On the road getting first downs. And look I had to jump to conclusions. Uh, after two plays. But I thought to myself. I didn't, I didn't necessarily think this is a, a, a for sure win. But I thought. Okay. I like the offense. I like the way this is going so far. Keep this going. Keep, keep, I mean. Don't hit the brakes. Just floor it. Keep 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 running. So, next thing you know, uh, after those two plays, it went downhill from there. Uh, Jamal Charles came in. He made his 2016 debut. And in the very first snap where Jamal Charles was in, Alex Smith looks to his left and overthrows Jamal Charles. Not only did they make it look obvious, like, oh, hey, Jamal's in. Uh, he, we may or may not use him on on his very first play of the 2016 season. Guess what Alex Smith does? He throws to Jamal Charles and overthrows him. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Uh, listen, the defense did show up in this football game. And, and look, I'm not going to make any excuses for the defense. They look horrible in this game as well. But when you go out there, when you are able to put a stop to Pittsburgh's first drive and, and give your team an opportunity, basically a redo, to try to strike first. Because let's face it, both teams, when they get the football on their first drives, they want a score of some sort. Neither team did that on their opening possessions. So the Chiefs basically had a chance to get on the scoreboard first. And of course... What happens, uh, Spencer Ware goes out there, fumbles the football, and very quickly the Steelers find a way to draw first blood, and from there the game got out of control. Alex Smith in that, I don't know what that screen pass was, it didn't even develop, but he threw it anyway, and it ended up being picked off, and he had to make the touchdown-saving tackle, which didn't matter because the Steelers got in right away, uh... From there, the game was just over. Uh, Todd Haley went for two. Good for him. Uh, if he still has some sort of vendetta against his team, uh, against a group of co- uh, the front office that didn't even fire him, okay, whatever. Uh, look, you're allowed to go for two in this league. I, I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it again. Uh, this is the NFL. This is a big boy league. And I'll even say this for high school, too, because... Listen, those kids who walk around thinking they're they're cool, they got the cool, the hot girls in the high school and all that. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if it's high school, college, NFL. You're playing a big boy sport, and look, all those football players, they think they're uh, they're the hot stuff. They really do. So I don't care what level this is or how old you are playing the sport. If your opponent is going to run up the scoreboard, they have every right to. You got to do something to stop it. The Steelers going for two early in the game. Good for them, man. Uh, and they converted. Not only that. Which, by the way, early on in the, in the first quarter, the Chiefs are committing false start penalties on fourth down, getting ready to punt. They're committing offside penalties when the Steelers are lining up for PATs. What is going on with this football team? Dustin Colquitt had a bad punt as well. Um, I'm speechless, man. I really am. Look, I get it. It's the Steelers. They're they're a very decorated franchise, so the standard is always high for this team. They have, in my opinion, the best quarterback-to-wide receiver duo in the NFL and Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown. But that's no excuse to just show up and fall flat. And the Chiefs fell flat in this football game. Basically, I mean, they routed the the Chiefs 
the 22 points in the first quarter alone were enough to uh, win win the Steelers that football game. Let's just let's just wrap it up. I I, I mean the chief the Chiefs fell 43-14. They got some garbage touchdowns in the end. Great, good for them. Um, just looking at the stat sheet, um, I, I, I'm seeing all sorts of things written on on social media by fans. Uh, and look, it's not like this mattered too much because it was the end of the game. The Steelers are in prevent defense. They know the game's decided. Uh, but there was one opportunity where the Chiefs had a chance to score. And uh, Alex Smith on fourth down threw it in the hands right to, uh, I believe it was Ross Travis. Yeah. Who, by the way, look, if you're going to wear 88, which I don't know why that number is not retired. But if you're going to wear 88, at least don't, don't make that number look bad, man. It was right in his hands. And and I'm seeing people on Twitter say, oh, only Alex Smith could have this long of a drive. I don't remember how many plays that drive was. It was a very long drive. Um, a double-digit drive, I think it was 14 or 15 yards, uh, not yards, uh, plays, maybe even more. Uh, but someone's making the argument that only Alex Smith could have that many plays in a drive and not come away with a touchdown. It's not Alex Smith's fault that Ross Travis, who's wearing Tony Gonzalez's number, drops the football in the end zone on fourth down. And look, I'm not I'm not saying Alex Smith I still have an issue with Alex Smith in this football game. I haven't even gotten to that point. But let's be a little fair here. Uh I mean let's let's look at all 53 guys on this team right now. I mean, I think every single one of them and the coaching staff should take responsibility for this game. 30 of 50, that's what Alex Smith's passing stats were in this game. Two touchdowns uh, late in the game, one interception, sacked four times. Uh, Pittsburgh had only one sack in the season coming into this week, and uh, they uh, get four times more in this game than they had all year long. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger... (laughs) <laughs> five touchdowns, five incompletions, 300 yards, 22 of 27. Uh, you guys all know the rest. Antonio Brown, like I said, one of the best. And Marcus Wheaton had that big 30-yard. His only catch was the 30-yard reception uh, that helped the Steelers eventually get get on the scoreboard for the first time in, in the game. Doing it against Marcus Peters, and look... Uh, for those who were upset with my prediction of Marcus Peters before the season, I said uh, that this is a guy who gives up a lot of yards. Yes, the interceptions and all that are great, but look who he got all those interceptions against last year. Did it against a bunch of no-name quarterbacks and a bunch of horrible football teams that dealt with injuries or just weren't good last year. So let's be a little real here. And, I, and another thing I mentioned before the season got underway was Kansas City's record against teams with a winning record. And Chiefs fans were really upset about that. Look, I know the Steelers have gotten off to a shaky start defensively, but they're 3-1 and one right now, and this is an offense that's impossible to stop, especially with Le'Veon Bell back in the mix. Which, by the way, in his return, he got 18 carries for 144 yards. Now, of course... He had a different reason for missing the first three games as opposed to Jamal Charles. Charles, I think they're trying to ease his ease him way, uh, ease him back into the game. But by the way, why was Jamal Charles, Alex Smith, why were all the starters even playing late in the game? And by the, I guess that's a good. I, I guess the silver lining. If Nick Foles went out there and threw three touchdowns, people were going to talk about how amazing he is and he should take over because he was able to do it against a prevent defense. Uh, listen, man, I, 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 I'm all about avoiding injuries. I, I get the whole, I, I know kids, when they play sports, they're taught to play hard until the final whistle, don't give up. But let's be real here. These are big boys here. They're, they, they know the game's over. I mean, they knew at halftime the game was over. I don't care what happened in, against San Diego. You're not coming back, uh, 24 to 3 every single time. You're just not. 
Because I saw that on Twitter. I, I saw people throwing out, oh, well, they came back against San Diego. They can do it again. Look, this isn't the Kansas City Royals who are, are poised with a championship mindset. This Chiefs team isn't. They're just not. I mean, yeah, sure, Alex Smith had that big uh, big win in week one, but he's no Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, guys who are so well-known for their fourth-quarter heroic comebacks. We just don't have that in the Kansas City Chiefs. Just looking through my notes, I, I really don't have much else to say about this football game. Uh, I mean, Cairo Santos missed his first uh, his first field goal of the season. It was forty nine yarder. It was wet, high snap too. I, I I can't really put that on him on him too much, especially with the high snap there and Colquitt uh, having a hard time maintain, maintaining that football. Um, I mean, this was just bad, man. Uh, I, I get. By the way, Andy Reid didn't even want to face the media. His his post game press conference was, I take full responsibility. I got to do a better job preparing these guys, and we'll we'll look forward to the challenge of playing the Raiders or whatever. And I think he only took one question. And look, I I mean, shame on Andy Reid, man. You you have to face the media. Andy Reid's been around this game so long that he knows he has to face the media. He has to face these questions. We criticized Cam Newton for not showing up for his uh, his press conference, uh, or, or walking out, I should say. So many players have been criticized for not talking to the media, or, or just not, they're trash-talking one minute, but then when they lose, uh, they, they don't want to talk to the media. And of course, Andy Reid can't get fined for it, because he did technically speak to the media, so... It's not like he just said no, nothing, whatever the case was. I mean, I remember Bill Self, uh, after a loss to Bucknell or Bradley, one of those two humiliating losses, he didn't sh- he didn't want to do the press conference. You Look, you, you've got to. I understand the media is, I mean, that's on the bottom of their priority list, but that comes with the job. I mean, let's be honest, people are talking about you and unless you just want these people to speculate you and criticize you for not wanting to talk to the media after a loss, show up and at least give some answers, give some quotes. Let let, let these let the at least educate the media on something. Don't just let the media talk bad about you and pretty much say that they could have done a better job than you. So for Andy Reid to just go out there for thirty seconds, really to me is no different than just no showing a presser. I know the NFL is very strict on that rule in terms of uh, doing your interviews with the media. If you're a starter, you you and if you're requested to be to be interviewed, I mean, you have to be there. All right, uh, I, I promise I'd, I'd read some Facebook comments, and I'm going to tell you what this is going to be the best part of the show. <laughs> this really is. Um, I'm going to go in chronological order. Facebook.com slash Sportscaster Farzine or search my name Farzine Vesugian on Facebook. And uh, I am going to read every single comment. I, I am. Uh, and I, I'm going to read on several posts that I made. Uh, some of you guys uh, commented on a lot of these. I appreciate it. Some of you guys, uh, I, I don't recognize some of your names. So some of you guys are new commenters. Really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I, I think... We set a record last night for most comments uh, during a game or after a game. Uh, so I, I love the interactivity. That's my favorite part of this podcast and on my social media pages. Um, here's uh, here's how I got things started. I, of course, I asked for the prediction. A couple of you guys commented on that. Uh, those generally don't get a lot of comments. But then with the 15 nothing start, I, uh, I wrote, I've seen better starts. Am I right or am I right? Troy said game over. Brian said they're done. Matt said, okay, bench Niall Davis as our returner. Which, what was he doing, by the way? I feel like that's what I do on Madden. Or what everyone else does on Madden. By the way, real funny story about that. Uh, I used to know of a coach, an assistant coach. Uh, he, uh, I guess he was at some sort of football camp. With a, with a lot of young kids, of course, who are still learning the game of football. And... 
Uh, and I don't remember if this was on special teams or an offensive player or what, but a kid was running around in the backfield and was trying to find a hole and ended up losing 15, 20 yards. And the guy who, the coach who I knew of, walked up to him and, and said, What the hell are you doing? And the kid's response was, Oh, I do it on Madden all the time and it works. So I, I felt like I, I felt like this was like that video game moment where you're just watching the guy try to run around in the backfield, hoping that the opponent can hit the square button excessively and just miss, and then there's your hole. Like, I mean, look, this isn't Madden. We we know that, and that's what it looked like to me. Robert said, pathetic start, but as I say, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Chiefs have to quit making stupid mistakes. Steve said, unreal start here, bad football. Daniel said, they've only had one good start in four games so far, long season ahead. Uh, Tim said, Chiefs are terrible on the road, where are all those idiots that said the Chiefs were a Super Bowl team? James said, if the Chiefs went to Pittsburgh to be humiliated and, and embarrassed on a big stage, they are getting their wish because this is extremely ridiculous. Kerry said, not looking at, at all with the angry face. Uh, Alex said, I don't have enough beer for this blank. So, and I've got to be honest, because of Alex's comment, that inspired me to my next post, which was, how many drinks have you guys had so far? Uh, Alex said 13, Jess said 12, Lance said not enough for this ugly, explicit game. Ryan said, did they not bring any towels? Any Has anyone played in the rain before? Totally out, blanking, coached. Oh boy. Uh, listen, I'll keep these comments PG. Uh, so if you guys, uh, I know a lot of you guys have this on in your living room or wherever, which your kids, your, I mean, anyone who lives with you can hear. Uh, and then I wrote a comment. I always, uh, for those who are part of the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash sportscaster farzine or search my name on there. Um, I always, uh, do the halftime score. And then I say, give me your halftime word or halftime thoughts in one word. So I decided, why not? Let's do it for the first quarter. Let's hear everyone's uh, first quarter thoughts in one word. Uh, Troy gave uh, two sentences. He says, as expected, Reed, uh, Reed never has his team ready, and this team will be lucky to go 8-8 eight eight this year. Jordan said, shame. T- uh, Tracy said, terrified. Ryan said, unprepared. Carly said, oh, I can't read that. Uh, Jerry said, pitiful. Stewart said pathetic. Adrian copied Stewart and also said pathetic. Some of you guys uh, did it in all caps. Uh, then I said, "Look, I'm not going to co- I'm not going to write anything until halftime." Which at then it was 29-0. It was raining. A lot of Steelers fans left. I said, "Curse, caps lock. Speak your mind. What are your halftime thoughts?" Uh, Robert said, "The team, uh, the Chiefs just weren't ready to play." Where's Travis Kelsey? Poor tackling, turnovers. Everything's gone wrong. Dean said, Andy Reid shouldn't be calling the plays. I I think we can all agree with that, Dean. Blake said, just awful. Richard said, I'm not going to read this entire thing. He wrote a paragraph here. He said, each drive uh, we had where we somewhat moved the ball a little bit because Alex Smith was throwing down the middle of the field for 10, 20 yards, and each drive we had where we didn't move the ball at all. Bunch of dink and dunk passes uh, or wide receiver screens, which, by the way, the Chiefs ran a million of those in this game. Uh, Bryce said, no pass rush, poor special teams play, turnovers, dinks and dunks, uh, bad play calling, game is a disaster. Uh, Brad said, Smith is a below average QB, we don't utilize Kelsey at all, and no pass rush, and Santos can't even make a kick. Uh, James said, it's a total effing embarrassment, Troy said, time for a drastic change. Ryan said, I would rather as throw five interceptions going downfield than see one more GD, <laughs> I can't read all of that. So many, so many adjectives. Uh, basically saying he'd rather see five interceptions than three-yard screen passes. I did not read all of these comments, but like I said, uh, I, I think this Facebook page set a record for most uh, uh, most comments uh, during a game. So I, I didn't get a chance to read all of these. But uh, Ryan's comment, man, that's a that's a funny one. Uh, can't read the whole thing, Ryan, but I do appreciate the comment. Matt said, we're down 36-0. This is, of course, now in the second half. Uh, if you can't run a hurry-up offense, then put in Nick Foles. Sean said, I can't even... Dot, 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 dot. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to skip a couple of the posts I wrote. Uh, okay, here's something I wrote right before the end of the game. I said, because I saw so many different comments from Fire Andy Reid 
to, hey, look, it's just one bad game. Uh, and I had to respond to people who were already calling for a fire for, for Andy Reid's job. I said, I agree this game is unacceptable, but I'm not ready to, ma- to demand they fire the coaching staff. A lot has to happen in order to want change. Go oh, look, I, I mean, I know one bad loss is, is just so hard to take in, but that doesn't mean you, you, you fire everyone over one horrible loss. Like, look, let's be honest here. The Chiefs haven't been blown out a whole lot under Andy Reid. This is their first time, really. And I, if I'm not mistaken, probably the most points the Chiefs have ever allowed under Andy Reid. Chris said, not with that start. Bad luck just can't be beat. Uh, Troy said that Bob Sutton has to go. His defense sucks. He lost last year's game to New England. Uh, he also lost the uh, Colts game, too, in the postseason a couple of years ago. Uh, Jacob said that they've had four years to get... This is, by, by the way, one of my favorite comments uh, during the game. Uh, they've had four years to get past running screens constantly. We're not progressing. I'm starting to lose my patience. Remember when Todd Haley, during his third year, which he got fired late during his third third year, but remember when Todd Haley constantly kept saying in postgame pressers that things were a work in progress? Here we are, and Andy Reid were one-fourth into his fourth year, and this offense really hasn't developed, guys. Sure, you added Jeremy Macklin, who's... Helped the passing game be a little more alive. Travis Kelsey, that's a great draft pick. That's helped a little bit too. But this is still a far, very below average uh, passing offense. Uh, They're far from where they should be, especially for a guy like Andy Reid, who's in his fourth year coaching this team. Robert said this is the kind of game where ownership needs to visit the locker room and demand accountability. This pathetic performance is completely unacceptable. I have to say I disagree, Robert. Uh, I, I, I don't know if ownership... I, I, mean, I, Clark Hunt's, I mean, Clark Hunt's not the head coach. Uh, Clark Hunt shouldn't be in the locker room talking to these players about what they should do. The closest where you might see Clark Hunt talk to his players, he might congratulate them, or he might say get him next time, or, or before the game he might shake a few of their hands, say go get him. And I mean that's all he does. Uh, I mean this. There's the difference between being an owner, a general manager, and a head coach. And the only the only time Clark Hunt has to really, I mean, if you want to say Clark Hunt needs to talk to Andy Reid and John Dorsey about this, sure, that I agree with because the the two people who Clark Hunt's really responsible for in terms of hiring, it's the head coach and the general manager. And, of course, the general manager has a bit of a say in who the head coach is going to be and all that. But you get the idea. I mean, that's the owner's responsibility with this football team. Not to go and talk to the players and give them a pep talk. Dexter said, burn the playbook. Uh, Tim said, start with ownership, fix the problem, and let the rest fall into place. Bryce, Bryce is more optimistic. He says, calm down. We're missing two of our best players. Well, technically, Jamal Charles wasn't missing. He did play in this game. Steve agreed with me and said, once mistakes compound like that, a team goes away from their game plan. It's tough to make a comeback after that many mistakes in such a short t- a short amount of time. We are learning a lot about this team in the first few weeks. Hopefully they clean up from these uncharacteristic mistakes and put together a full 60 against the Raiders. Here's the worst part about going into that Raiders game is that the Chiefs are going into a bye week and they have to think about this loss. It's, worse, it's bad enough when you have a loss in the NFL it's bad when you have a loss going into a bye week because you have to think about that for two weeks. It's bad enough when you lose like that and you have to think about that kind of a loss for two weeks. So that's the worst part about this loss is that this is how you're going to go into a bye week. That's the worst part about it. All right, I asked for your uh, post-game thoughts. And uh, this is the one that generated the most comments. Uh, like I said, I promise I want to read all of them. Uh, we're, uh, we're what, 30 minutes into the podcast almost. So we're going to keep doing this because this is at least the most entertaining part of the podcast, I'd say. Uh, Michael said this either, and of course I'm responding to some of your guys' comments here on the podcast. Michael said this either has to be a springboard moment to do what they did last year or the moment all of Casey starts counting down to baseball season, which... Ironically, the the same day the Chiefs lost to the Steelers like this was the same day the the Royals wrapped up their 2015 or 2016 season. 
Uh, Troy against at fire sudden stupidity, having Smith and Charles in the game during the fourth quarter. This team will lose to Oakland. Jesse said, SMFH, wish they would pull their heads out of their blank and start playing like a team. F, really. <laughs> some of you guys really uh, put in some thought into these comments. But they're funny. They're funny. I, I like it. That, that's what I asked for. I asked for you guys to speak your mind on, on the page, and uh, that's exactly what everyone's doing. Adrian said, uh, I don't know where to begin. I'm humiliated. actually thought we had a chance. Uh, we can only beat Pittsburgh at home minus uh, Big Ben, which he's referring to last year's win. Uh, he continues, says, a huge F in all aspects of the game. Shelley says, thank goodness tomorrow is a new day. Squash this game. We got work to do. Uh, Seth writes, this offense struggles. The offensive struggles need to be addressed and the lack of penetration on play calling. Oh, wait, the screens. Uh, James says, total disgrace. This team is lacking leadership, has no identity. Uh, Bobcat wrote, Reed shouldn't... I wonder if that's his first name. That, that's a cool first name, if that is his first name. Uh, Bobcat says, Reed shouldn't be calling uh, offensive plays too conservative and defense defense quit playing man coverage when we only have one good cornerback. And uh, you're, of course, referring to Marcus Peters. But again, Bobcat, uh, keep in mind, he, he's allowing a ton of yards. Uh, Dex, <laughs> Dexter against had burned the playbook. Uh, and then he said, this is high school level playbook. Nobody is fooled by two yard screens on third and long. Uh, Alex said, Andy Reid needs to give up play calling. He's the worst play caller. Uh, let's talk about this before I read more comments because you have Andy Reid and then you have Brad Childress as your offensive coordinator and Matt Nagy as your other offensive coordinator. So there are three guys. Look. I don't care if you are a family. I don't care if you are a coaching staff. I don't care if you are in politics. Not everyone in the same room will agree on everything. I guarantee you when the Chiefs coaching staff, when they have their coaches meetings, they don't agree on every single thing. They just don't. If it's third and nine... Brad Childress might want one play, Matt Nagy want, might want another, and Andy Reid might want another. You know, if if, if um, the President of the United States, I mean, if he's Republican, guess what? Not every single Republican agrees on every single thing. They, I mean, they all, people have this vision of politics that... Every single Republican and every single single Democrat, they, all, all these separate parties agree on every single stance. I mean, they don't. It looks like that when we see these politicians up front on TV. But look, behind closed doors, they don't agree on every single thing. My point is, you have two offensive coordinators and your head coach, for some reason, is still the play caller and Alex Smith is having to deal with so many different guys on the coaching staff, giving him instructions. When you're at work, it, your manager will give you one instruction. And look, maybe you work somewhere where you, you have a couple of people, a couple of MODs or, or bosses who, who are there. I mean, some businesses are like that, which is understandable. You can't have three or four different bosses getting in your ear telling you what to do. Because then one of them, or maybe two of them, will tell you different things, and at that, then you don't know how to complete your task at work. Same thing with Alex Smith. I, this is an offensive coaching mess. You can't have all these different coaches give you instructions. The Chiefs have got to have one offensive. Co-offensive coordinators are for college football teams. Okay? Not in the NFL, man. And on top of that, if you're going to have co-offensive coordinators, at least give the play-calling duties to one of them. There's a reason why this Chiefs team started to look up with Doug Peterson. And guess what? There's also a reason why Doug Peterson got a head coaching gig. Because the Eagles noticed what he did with the play call when he got the play-calling duties. Back to the Facebook page. Richard said, uh, as I said before, when we were moving the ball on offense... It was because uh, they were calling passing plays where Alex Smith was through. Okay, I read that comment already. Uh, But he did say something different for once. Uh, He did say what I found uh, to be ridiculous was that 
the guy who runs the Chiefs Kingdom Facebook page, which, by the way, I, I know nothing of this page. I, I don't know if he's referring to the Chiefs page or another fan page, a Chiefs fan page. Uh, but I guess um, someone on that page said that Alex Smith is just as worse as Matt Castle and Elvis Gerback. Um, okay, I'm not going to read the rest of that comment. Uh, yeah, I disagree with that. Uh, Alex Smith won you a playoff game. Matt Castle... Fell flat on his face against the Baltimore Ravens and Elvis Gerback. Uh, let's not go there. Uh, Rick said garbage, straight garbage. Robert said ownership needs to light a fire under their tail. Uh, on national TV, you play like that. What a joke. Uh, Kenneth said still a fan since 1986, but this is the first game I turned off and quit watching after the first half. Didn't want to see the high-paid high school team play anymore. Brett said, F it, period. Uh, Brandon said, WTF, I guess we are back to the who are we this week team. Now that's interesting, Brandon, because, I mean, the Chiefs so far this year, they win, they lose, they win, they lose. I mean, that's that's been the uh, Chiefs schedule this year. Win, loss, win, loss. That's, that's how it looks from top to bottom through four games. And, uh... When you are alternating with wins and losses, you really don't know what you're made of. Dedrick said the inability to call an offensive game, although it seems like a good idea of having co-offensive coordinators are hurting the offense, uh, they have no identity and literally look uh, like there are too many people trying to make the, uh, things work. That's what I just said. I, I mean, that's that's you. you I, I feel like this is a very this is the worst best you can have on a coaching staff. Uh, Gareth said this was supposed to be a statement game. The Chiefs were supposed to show they belong amongst the elite in the NFL. Doesn't seem like that's the case. I stopped watching after the first half because the offense just wasn't going to get it done. Uh, Alright, so I wrote a, uh, I wrote a uh, post on Monday afternoon. 12 hours pass and I, I wanted to get everyone's thoughts one more time. I said, it's been a little more than 12 hours since the loss. How do you all feel? Uh, Chat said, still a little sad, but I think I'm regaining some confidence. We can th- get things going straight. Jacob said, worse. Uh, Sean said, not understanding our team. Confused. Uh, are we the best in the league or the worst? I'm not sure. Jason said, he's discouraged about how much has to go right just for us to have a chance to win a game. Uh, Nate said, stoned off my bl- <laughs> off my blank. Uh, Anthony said, I'm over it. On to the next one. Uh, Colby said, my whole week is going to suck. Well, hopefully not your personal life. Uh, maybe your football life? Okay, I get that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm over it. Uh, I, I, I've laughed several times on this podcast. Hopefully you guys have too. Uh, that's the only reason I'm doing this. I mean, like I said, let's at least have fun with this. Uh, David said, we're going to be all right with a bunch of eyes there. Uh, Dan said, living in Massachusetts and the Pats being shut out, which, by the way, the Patriots were shut out in this game. That's what he's referring to against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, with the Pats being shut out, it helps. It seems big games and rain seem to be our nemesis and the fact that they were the first half team again. I don't think... I don't think Dan's necessarily making an excuse about the weather because, look, and by the way, I saw people on Twitter uh, making ex- excuses about how uh, the rain is the reason why we lost. It, making it sound as if the rain was on one side of the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, I don't think that's how weather works. But uh, I, I get what he's trying to say is that the Chiefs, they knew what the weather forecast was going to be. It's not like Andy Reid and the coaching staff don't have resources to an iPhone app or check out the local media over at Pittsburgh and figure out what their weather report is. Uh, you know, you've got to find a way to prepare for these games. Uh, you, you just, you just have to. Richard said, uh, you know what? I feel fine. Actually, Sherry said, still sad, but on to the next game. Raiders are going down. Brad said, I, I think the Steelers just scored again. Uh, Brandon again commented, said, same Chiefs, never consistent. You don't know who's going to show up, but I still love this team. Uh, Robert said, I feel like explicit bro, embarrassed at that showing. Seth said, how do we go into the bye week knowing how embarrassing this is and how do we fix holds that are not fixable? I need to know one stat. How many screens did we throw and how many passes were over 20 yards? I'm not putting this on our offensive line. 
Smith does the uh, Smith does this week in and week out and takes unnecessary sacks and uh, the play calling of Reed and the decision making of Smith are calling uh, are killing this football team. And again, I, I don't like to put it on one or two people, Seth, but uh, he's on to something. Look, it's Andy Reid's fourth year, and look, when you're in your fourth year, this offense hasn't developed. If you have not done what needs to, I mean, look, I, the offensive line isn't good. I, before the season, I thought they were going to be, be better, and that just hasn't been the case. Instead, you let go of John Asamoa, Brandon Albert. Uh, I mean, so, so, some good, some good pass blockers the Chiefs had, and here we are, and the Chiefs just uh, just haven't been able to figure it out into Andy Reid's fourth year, and I don't know why. And I think that's where ownership needs to step in and and figure things out and see if this is going to continue or should change be on the way. Again, like I said earlier, let's not let's not ask for a change after one humiliating loss. This is Andy Reid's worst loss ever. I mean, his second worst loss doesn't even come close. But I still think that some things need to be considered because the Chiefs have to look better than that. Justin hung over like an MF. Uh, Dan said, my fiance does not watch football. She sat down with me for the first quarter asking questions. Oh, that had to be fun. Uh, as the quarter came to a close, she said, why are they so bad? And I had no response. <laughs> oh man, those are the best. Um, okay. One more, uh, one more set of Facebook comments I'm going to read because this is the one that I, uh, I actually, here, I have to call out a few Chiefs fans. My question to Chiefs fans, to those who say that, quote, it was one bad game or uh, it's early, how long are we going to make those excuses for? First of all, it's not early. We're one-fourth into the season. Look what I said after week one, guys. Being 1-0 is a big deal because you'll, that's one of 16 games. 16 games is not a lot. It's not, and you're already 25% through your season one-fourth. And this is your offense right now. So I asked, I said, how long are we going to make the excuses for? Arthur commented first. He said, I'm done making excuses, but the Raiders game, if we lose that, I find our season over considering this is a playoff or bust year to, to some Super Bowl or bust to you f- fans. Might as well at least throw that out the window for now. Uh, Robert said, how many offensive weapons do we have? Uh, This is all they can muster. Sounds like play calling issues. And I responded on that page, actually, and I I agreed with him. I've said this so many times. This offense has so much talent from from top to bottom. They really do. A lot of speed. Look, even Alex Smith has has some strengths that other quarterbacks don't. And we're just not seeing this offense live up to the potential that that they could showcase. Dexter had a very popular comment on our page. And he said, uh, it's been like this for years. Reed is a horrible play caller. Fact. Jess said, don't overlook the Raiders game. Which, by the way, they had a huge win over the Baltimore Ravens in a very crazy back-and-forth game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Just went on to say, thinking this KC team is going to do what the Steelers did to us. We might win, but it's going to be close. Alex said, until Andy Reid gives up the play calling duties, the offense will always be bad. Jared said, our offensive line has been horrific all season. We should have never given Eric Fisher the extension, much much less drafted him in the first place. David said, till uh, till the game, Charles is fully entrenched in that offense. This is the folks talking that trade Jamal garbage. Okay, I, I didn't see a lot of trade Jamal. Uh, I, I don't know. I saw some free Jamal posts, but I think those were more sarcasm than anything. Uh, Richard said it's just four bad games. Uh, Polly said get used to hearing it, though. It's not going to get any better. Uh, and then A.H. wrote, Charles should help the bad offense. We look good when we hurry up, but by then it's usually too late. And again, I think part of that AH it has to do with uh, with the Steelers being in the prevent defense. 
Because it's late in the game. The game's decided. They already know that uh, they want to go home and eat, eat dinner. I mean, it's late. It's, it's 10, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. So those guys just want to get things over with. Just a bad game. By the way, thank you guys for all of your comments. I, I hope you guys listening had some fun at least listening to that. I hope you cracked a smile a few times because uh, I did. Um, and at least makes this loss feel a little better. It has to. Uh, listen, uh, this is this is the sports nowadays. When fans are upset, why not make some smart aleck comments to at least... Uh, at least uh, Make yourselves feel better. I mean, add some comedy to this uh, whole thing. So, uh, just a very bad loss. Unprepared. Obviously unprepared uh, from coaching to the players. And the Chiefs have to do a better job than that. You know what you're going to get. And and listen, I know the Chiefs had this game plan to double cover Antonio Brown because he only had four catches in this game. But that allowed Marcus Wheaton to go out there and burn Marcus Peters. You had a no-name tight end go out there and gash your defense. He was basically Travis Kelsey in this game. So there's a lot the Chiefs have to work on. And uh, you know what? I, I know what I said earlier. It sucks to be at the bye week because you have to think about this for for two weeks. But if I have to be optimistic here, uh, at least you have the bye week to reflect on this and figure out all your, all your holes. I mean, you've got two weeks to prepare for a very good Raiders team. Andy Reid traditionally does a very good job coming off a of bye week. So, uh, only has lost twice in his long coaching career after a bye week. So, uh, this is an opportunity for Andy Reid to respond and um, have the Chiefs uh, come away with a huge win over a very good Raiders football team that, again, came off a huge victory against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not done talking about this game quite yet. I'm going to come back to it, but for now, let's go around the NFL. All right, I got to tell you, I I think the most pleasant surprise that I've seen this season uh, is Dak Prescott, the quarterback who's had to fill in for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, And he's led the Cowboys to a 3-1 start after just an abysmal year last year. Look, Tony Romo showed his value last year. I know Tony Romo gets so criticized with the Dallas Cowboys, but when the Cowboys went 2-0, they had Tony Romo last year, and that was the 2-0 start. Ever since Tony Romo's injury, the Cowboys lost almost every single game except for one to end the season. And they needed an answer of some sort, and here comes Dak Prescott, a guy who... Really, nobody knew who he was. Let's just be honest. I mean, unless you co- follow college football very, very closely, uh, I mean, this is a guy who not many people really know of. And I'm going to tell you, he's on pace to win the Rookie of the Year. You can't convince me there's someone better than him right now. Fourth round pick of this year's draft. And he's already making big plays. And he's probably got. Not necessarily the best stats in the NFL, but he's probably the quarterback who you would want the most behind guys. And again, this is of course guy a guy who's not playing, but guys like Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Okay, maybe Carson Wentz is up there with him to compete for Rookie of the Year, but Prescott is kind of the out of nowhere category. And I think that that what was favoring him to maybe be in the lead for now. I mean, here's the best stat: he has not thrown a single interception all season, and he's thrown for more than 1,000 yards. So it's not like he's throwing dinks and dunks here and there. I mean, this is a guy who is airing it out and has yet to throw an interception. Turnovers are huge in football, and Dak Prescott has done a great job of helping his football team when he was never really prepared to be in this position. Tony Romo gets injured and here he is filling in and the Cowboys are they have to be very pleased. The toughest part is going to be if he keeps this up, what do the Cowboys do with Tony Romo when he comes back or will they bench Prescott? What happens? That's going to be a tough part, but that's a good problem to have. There's my pleasant surprise of the season. Here's my biggest disappointment and that's Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, a team that almost went 16-0 last year and 
played in last year's Super Bowl also, but look, Cam Newton, man, all the times that he was doing the Superman pose and just how how much he got criticized, I, I thought it was ridiculous from fans to do, but man, for, for a guy who did all these poses and walks out of a post-game presser and here he is, Cam Newton, and the Panthers 1-3 and three on the season, and the stats are not very good. Six touchdowns, five interceptions. Has an 80.2 QB rating. That's not really MVP material for a guy coming off an MVP season and uh, led his team to a Super Bowl. Doesn't even have a thousand yards. Even Alex Smith has a thousand yards so far this season. And you're not getting a lot of help from from your pass catchers either. It kind of reminds you of Kansas City, where you have your tight end Greg Olson and Kelvin Benjamin, your top receiver. But after that, everyone behind him. Uh, not really doing a whole lot of, not really doing much, not really providing a lot of help, and uh, like I said, Cam Newton's not playing well either, so that's just all-around bad football played by the Carolina Panthers this season, and that is your biggest disappointment of the 2016 season so far this year. Let's go out of bounds. All right, uh, I, I saw this article on the Washington Post of a man trying to impersonate a police officer and ended up being caught because he pulled over another police officer. Look, man, uh, do people know that this is wrong and illegal and it's really easy to to figure out who's fake and who's not? I, I mean, this, is, this was just bad. Uh, and then you try to actually pull over a real one you basically just put yourself into a trap there. I mean, <laughs> what was he thinking? Uh, obviously, he wasn't. But not just that, man. Uh, you must have way too much time on your hands to do this. Um, probably not the most exciting lifestyle. And uh, that's what he had for free time, I guess. There's your lesson. Don't do what this guy did. All right, I, I read this story over the weekend. Uh, uh, not that uh, I read a lot of stories about Kim Kardashian, but this one definitely caught a lot of attention. I read about this, uh, and she was uh, held at gunpoint by five people, if I'm not mistaken, and was robbed. Uh, well, well, first of all, even though I'm not a big fan, I, I don't wish for bad things like this to happen to anybody, or bad things in general. Uh, so, luckily, nothing bad happened to her. Uh, of course, there was that story about the name of her baby, but uh, my point is she's a mother and a, and a wife, too. So, um, you know, luckily, nothing bad happened to her, but uh, she did have something stolen, and she apparently had $10 million uh, worth of jewelry stolen while she was on vacation in Paris. Here's the weird part. When she came back to New York City... Uh, there, there was a ton of protection for her, 10 vehicles, 20 bodyguards, and the New York Police Department. Listen, uh, whatever happened to her happened in Paris. She already has all these vehicles and bodyguards. The New York Police Department, look, it's the biggest city in the United States. The New York Police Department must have better things to do. I mean... Kim Kardashian is already loaded with all this protection. You don't, you don't need the police involved, do you? Oh, man. Uh, it must be nice to have all that money, though. Must be nice to have all that money and have all that protection around you all the time. I, I, I mean, that's what Floyd May Mayweather has, essentially. All right. Uh, I got to throw two flags, and they're both going to the same group of people. Okay, like I said, two flags, same people. Remember when I said I'm not done talking about the Chiefs game just yet? Yes, uh, I am throwing a penalty flag on the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, the first flag on the Chiefs, uh, it, it, it goes to whoever was running their social media account. Uh, I, I'm i going to take a guess and say it was an intern because... This was some uh, this was some trolling or just really bad tweeting uh, on the Chiefs Twitter page. Uh, 
the the first Chiefs touchdown, uh, the Chiefs Twitter account wrote, and we are on the scoreboard, hashtag KC vs Pitt. And uh, they have the touchdown gif. Gif, gif, whatever the hell you call it. Uh, I just thought the wording of that was a little funny. Then they wrote another tweet. Uh, Alex Smith with one of the emoji cons. Uh, to Travis Kelsey with four seconds remaining, and they do another touchdown gif. Oh man, um, they uh, they got burned for this on uh, on Twitter very well. Uh, yeah, look, um, when you're down, and by the way, I love it when social media accounts, when it's by teams or businesses, they show a little personality, show some sense of humor. So many, uh, so so many social media biz- accounts with their social media. They're so robotic and serious and just straightforward. Meanwhile, we have a lot of personality that we see from a lot of these sports accounts. I mean, sports are supposed to be fun. So, why I remember the uh, earthquake that happened early on a Saturday morning uh, uh, about a month ago. Every single business commented a- a- about that during their... Uh, uh, just f- momentarily after it happened. So it's nice to see that from some businesses, but there are also times where you got to know your limits. And uh, whoever ran that Twitter account for the Chiefs, uh, find a new guy. But here's my other penalty flag. Whoever was talking to Andy Reid, it's on the Chiefs website at, at uh, kcchiefs.com. They they really tried to sugarcoat it. They 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 did their own uh, interview with Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid does a post-game presser, and then KC, uh, the Chiefs website, Chiefs.com, used to be KCChiefs.com, Chiefs.com, uh, they get their own interview with Andy Reid. And whoever was interviewing Andy Reid, they don't show whose face it is. Uh, it might be one of the one of their uh, team reporters, uh, but they're not really asking any good questions and I get it. Andy Reid's not giving a lot of great answers here. He's frustrated. But one of the one of the comments was Chris Conley had a good game. First of all, that's not a question. Second of all, no, he didn't. Uh, yeah, he, he caught six passes, fine. But uh, I mean, it's not like he was Antonio Brown out there. Okay, let's. He's a good number two wideout, but. Yeah, I mean, those questions were... Well, I take that back, it wasn't even a question. That was just a horrible interview. And sometimes I just wonder, I mean, people who have these high-caliber jobs where they get these exclusive interviews, at least ask some damn good questions. I get the Chiefs, by the way, the the team reporters who work for the Chiefs, they really they, they can't really speak their mind like how I am right here. They just can't because they're employed by the team. But at least ask some good questions, man. <laughs> that was not good at all. Chiefs got destroyed in front of the nation. What are you going to do about it? Well, here's what I did. I had fun with it on the podcast. Uh, for those of you who are first-time listeners, I hope uh, I hope you were entertained at the very least. I know uh, these kinds of shows, you guys try to look for an answer. And look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some football whiz. I like to think I know the sport really well. Some of you think I'm idiots. That's that's perfectly fine. We're all entitled to our opinions, but uh, I, I I I'm not a I'm not a football coach. I, I'm not. Uh, I don't know why the Chiefs fell flat. I don't know why they looked unprepared. I know they were unprepared because yeah, it doesn't take a genius to know that. By the way, uh, so I, I figured why not? Let's just have fun with it on the podcast. And uh, I'll tell you what, those Facebook comments were hilarious. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys for being part of the show. If you guys want to be part of the show from here on out, uh, if you haven't done this before and you think this is funny, there's a cool idea, uh, I love reading your comments. Win or lose uh, or tie if we ever get to that situation. Facebook.com slash SportscasterFarzine or search my name, Farzine Vesugian, on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter as well, at Farzine21. And also send me a Snapchat, Farzine V F A R. Z-I-N-V. And if you send me a snap, let me know you're listening to the podcast, watching football, watching the Chiefs game, watching Sporting KC, whatever it is, I'll respond with a personal video message on Snapchat to you guys. Again, thank you guys for downloading and listening to the podcast. Be sure you subscribe. If you're already subscribed, awesome. 
this is your first time listening, welcome aboard. Tell a friend about this podcast, and let's keep this thing growing. Let's keep the interaction going on the social media pages. I'm Farzine Vesugian. We will have another podcast later this week. It'll be a much shorter podcast here on the Chief Zone since it is the bye week. We'll have another one, and then we'll be back again next week to preview the Chiefs and the Raiders coming off the bye week. So enjoy the bye week. Watch other football. Watch other sports. Do what you want to do. Enjoy the one week off from Chiefs football, and I'll talk to you guys later this week.